afternoon. You're welcome along to local media this week, the program sponsored by Ruth Griffin Photography, where we talk about uh, topics, news and events that are taking place uh, all over County Clare. Now we have uh, three quarters of the band are here. So John S, Pat O'Brien and uh, David Fleming are here and uh, they're mad for road so we're going to get into it and we're going to talk about it but pat i'm going to start with something a little bit different in a way to what we start off i'm going to start on the sporting theme and one thing i want to mention is that uh, while it wasn't a great uh, weekend last weekend for the camogie ladies of scarf ogunlo it was a victory for true clonlara in the senior final and we wish them the very best and the best to look in their campaign true uh, will clonlara will be playing uh, Sarsfields from Cork, Pat, I think. Yeah, and they, yeah, and they, they'll have a home game. Pat, you're the GA man here now, so Mogi and hurling titles in around yeah. Conlara. Is that the first yeah. time in 34 years that's happened? A double, yeah. They, a they, double, they're on the, the same the parish. But listen, the hurling and the, and the Camogie. Yeah, just, we wish them yeah. the very best anyway. But now, what we want to talk about Great, is page, awesome. page, yeah. page 12 and 13 in the Echo. Um, uh, the Marty party was in Six Mile Bridge and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Six Mile Bridge opened 1.2 million arena. A uh, nice picture there of uh, Sil O'Connor with a big smile on his face as Marty Morrissey and Terence Chaplin unveil a plaque. So tell us all about it. Yeah, um, Paul, is the story here on uh, page 1213. Uh, Six Mile Bridge GA Club officially opened a 1.2 indoor arena in front of Lairs Power on Friday evening. An idea that was first moved seven years ago by former Clare Minor Hurling Manager Thomas Chaplin was celebrated in, in Six Mile Bridge with the official opening of the State of the Art facility. The area is comprised of a 60 by 30 indoor playing facility plus a 60 by 20 fully lit outdoor facility that will aid Six Mile Bridge in continuing to build for the future. It also honours the past with a memorial plaque visible at the entrance naming several influential persons within the club that have passed on to the eternal reward. So it's a it's a new facility they opened on Friday night. There's a, a lot more than that there on it. Matthew Morrissey was there to open it and uh, to a fine facility. I see P Marty makes a comment at the end of the article. He says... Controversial uh, comment, it has, has to be said. Six Mile Bridge is the greatest parish in County Clare, apart from Kilmurray of Brickin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I said, no, I think that's one that we can all argue over. But, uh, I, I, Would I, Marty Morrissey now have been charged... As an RT, now, you know, we're very conscious of RT personalities coming down and doing in sort of endorsements and opening things. Is, is he being paid well, well, uh, for well, this? Well, now, David, I think you need to sort of take a look to the left of uh, page 12. <laughs> yes. And uh, Marty pokes fun at Dooley Query. And you can see amid the height of a payment scandal within RT this month, Quilty's Marty uh, in July revealed himself to be the staff member with the state broadcaster that had the loan of a Renault car for five years. But Pat, Marty says that uh, it came a different way uh, and he wanted to let Timmy know. Yes, uh, so, uh, Marty's pokes for a uh, duly query. RT broadcaster Marty Marcy made light of his recent Renault controversy. Uh, what was the query, Pat? When he, I think the official he just hear the car from, from RT and he handed it back. When the, when this but I thought I, that was I thought that was ages ago. Was it? Well, it was no, back it was in July, yeah, back yeah. in July. But you see, it was Timmy that outed Marty, even though he didn't know it. Timmy, was Marty. Is that he right? Was yeah. at the yeah. Timmy, Timmy had had news of it, it wasn't he? He raised it in the dollar of the Senate. Yeah, that somebody in RT had this care, and 
the next thing they actually took back to the car and left left him back. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so he's he's on Shanghai's mayor. So, so he was uh, he 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 was Senator Dooley was among the politicians present at Six Mile Bridge on Friday evening, with uh, Claire T D Carl Crow, Mayor of Claire Chokoni. They were all at Councillor John Crow and Pat I McMahon mean, and, and, and their dogs and cats as well. <laughs> <laughs> but the point I'd say is the next, the next part is what you're going to read is, yeah. is, the, is the bit of the poking. Dooley's presence was noted by the broadcaster who told the crowd, I see my friends here tonight. If anyone is concerned how I got down here, I see my good friend Timmy Dooley here. Timmy, if you're asking, I walked. Fair play to it. When addressing the controversy, VIA statement in July, Matthew outlined that he, he was asked to MC a, a number of events for Renault in 2017, um, interviewing GA personalities, which he received permission from RT. He did not see fee from this engagement, he added. So, so I, I, I hadn't sought a fee when I offered me the use of a car. So. But you, I mean, um, you haven't answered my question, Pat. Would, I, the, would Six Mile Bridge now be giving Marty his expenses now? Oh, I said they would. Yeah, I said yeah, Marty, yeah. Marty doesn't come down to open. No, he, he, do, no. he doesn't come cheap, I'd say. <laughs> no. I'd say tea and a few ham sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be fine. But listen, right, listen, we, we, we'll get on to the serious stuff now. In fairness, that facility in the bridge looks to be an outstanding facility. I saw some of the pictures, we'll say, of it, we'll say, on, on social media during the week. And a sizable facility. So listen, we we'll wish him the very best. Yeah, well, you have a big, it was huge population, six months ago. You have over 6,000 people living in the parish of Six Mile Bridge at the present time. Yeah. You, you what? You have over 6,000 people living in Six Mile Bridge between the, between the parish and the, and the village. And how does that compare to, let us say, 30 years ago? Also, it was, if, if you had a thousand there at the time, you'd be. Yeah, you know. it would be a multiple of it. John, we'll get on to that in a second because there, there are statistics that are out, for, I would say, in relation to the census. But we're going to go to page one of the Echo, and it's also on page one of the Champion. Uh, Andrew Hamilton, uh, how many more bodies before they become proactive? And uh, Park McMahon has it on the Echo, I'm still afraid to cycle where my husband died. Yeah. And this is basically. Uh, relating to a North Clare widow, uh, Hilga Himmelsbach, She's whose husband was uh, killed while he was on a motorbike in Ballymohan at the end of July. And uh, the issue is basically uh, narrow roads, North Clare, and I think it probably alludes a lot, David, to tourists possibly driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. Um Andrew Hamilton, as you say, and Porig both deal with it. Uh, he was the, he was killed because a car struck him when the car was driving on the wrong side of the road. Um, and it, uh, as you say, it, it's the N sixty seven. So the N sixty seven up there can vary in, in in quality, but the widow claims the Clare County Council has done nothing to make the roads. In North, Clare, in North Clare, safer in recent months, and that accidents are continuing to happen in the but, borough on a regular yeah. basis. But just, just if you're coming off Shandy, if I'm coming out, if I, I've noticed this now, I come, you, you're going to Shandy Airport and you come back from Shandy Airport, you're coming out of Shandy Airport, there's no such thing as a sign up saying, on which side of the road to drive. Well, there's one sign, Pat, there is one just sign. Just coming out of the yeah, airport. That is, just coming out where you wouldn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which obviously isn't. In every, a, every airport and every, every, every ferry port, 
yes, to keep yeah. it come off. There should be big They're signs there. Yeah. Illuminated in 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 in, yeah. in, um, in lit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remind them people well, which side. Yeah, true. Now, presumably, this person, the unfortunate person who hit him, um, and it is it's unfortunate. Like, okay, France. Yeah. Presumably, he was driving on the right side, on the correct side of the road throughout his holiday or visit here. And of course, it's so very easy to forget. And sometimes in, 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 in the darkness, you can forget as well. So you could have all these signs in the world. I, I, I suspect we all might have done it yeah, when we're on Europe or America. Yeah, I think there is an argument here, and we'll talk about it in the second half in relation to developments out East Clare side. But if you are traveling from Galway, there is a large amount of traffic on the road, we'll say, that comes over from Kinvara going to the cliffs. Mm -hmm. And if you read in between the lines with this, I think that that's part of what has been raised here, mm -hmm. the, the volume yeah. of traffic. Now, if you've traveled on that road in recent years, compared to how it used to be, it's an awful lot better. Mm. It's one of the best surface roads mm -hmm. in the country. Yeah. And we'll say on the corkscrew itself, the corkscrew is actually now wider. So the days of getting stuck behind the bus uh, when two buses were meeting each other are pretty much gone, except for maybe one or two passages on it. So uh, uh, there's, a, there's a bit of the council are damned if they do and damned if yeah. they don't. But I think with the number of tourists that hit North Clare in general, I don't think anyone should have a problem with there being a bit more signage there mm. to sort of to remind, remind yeah. people yeah. to sort of drive on the right side of the road. And do you think, Luke, that would solve what this woman and others are campaigning well, for? Well, do we know what well, they're looking for? Well, they're they're alluding to it that basically there are still you know that there are still cars pa driving on the wrong side of the road every day yeah now david we live in a little village I, i'm closer to it than you are mm. where there's a one-way system mm. and on a regular basis i see cars coming against on the one-way system do you so it, yeah I would say I, I have noticed that people attempt it anyway yeah. and they're unsure you see they, 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 they expect to make the right turn down to Kildare. We're talking about the, about the We're talking about Tim Graney. Yeah. intersection at the school. For the national school. The national yeah. school. Mm. Yeah. From yeah. the Ennis side. They take yeah. the and first turn yeah. off they, instead they of imagine the that they're supposed to turn right and you would yeah. think you should be turning right, but of course you can't. No, you have to go on further. And, and it's not for lack of signage. And there is a good it, amount of signage. It's not for lack yeah. of signage. Yeah. So, so I can relate to an extent yeah. to, to the issues. That so it, summing that up for, because this is, period, this is the third week now, isn't it? That well, it's, it's, well, it's, it's been, it's been, it's on an been basis, yeah. yeah. Are we asking the County Council to listen to her? Well, I'll just say what the County Council said. A spokesperson from Clare County Council said that plans are currently in motion to introduce both short-term and long-term measures to tackle uh, congestion and road safety issues in the burn. So. There and we know we know the council by its very nature, as councils around the country are, they're quite slow and bureaucratic when it comes yeah. to these things. Mm. There, no there's a, there, there is, I think, there is another question involved in this conversation, and and that is the um, whether you want to retain the, the rustification of the road system in in the burn because it's such a an unusual landscape. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
or whether you, you, you want to go the other way, yeah. widen the blooming thing and yeah. have them have more well, cars. And, 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 and this is the problem with over-tourism, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but the point of it being, who are the body that are in charge of the biggest tourist attraction <laughs> the in North Clare? <laughs> yeah. It's in their interests, you see. Mm. Yes. To have, so this is to where have, you have the question. To have roads I, I, leading I, I, to I their it, it facilities. It would be a very pertinent question, all going well in East Clare, in the, in the coming years as well. But Which we'll get to in the second half. Exactly. But we're going to move on to page two in the champion. Are and we? still we'll stay with the council. Owen Ryan. Council being stripped of all its power, claims councillor. Uh, independent uh, Jerry Flynn in Shannon. Says local government in Ireland is getting weaker and weaker as councils lose responsibility for more and more services. Now, David. Yes. <laughs> give me your thoughts. <coughs> um... This is, he's, he's drawing this conclusion, Jerry Flynn, who is the independent councillor there based in Shannon, based on a report from the Council of Europe, which found that the government of Ireland is very centralised and lags behind other countries in terms of local control. And I think we've known that for a very long time. Um, we are, <clears throat> I can see it from both sides. I'm actually a fan of more local government and proper local government and to allow politicians make the decisions. Would you, would you, on that then, David, would you support the, the idea of uh, restoring the health regions? I, I would be... The health the authority regions. I would be in favour of allowing... I would, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I would actually give responsibilities to, loc to, to local authorities to do things regarding to health, the health boards, I think, were, and there is a proposal, I think, to, 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 yeah. to devolve the yeah. HSE down yeah. to, to municipal, and there is an important political element in that. Yeah. But I'm actually talking about control over budgets, um, various aspects. So the directly elected mayors that, we, that is proposed for Limerick that we see are very successful in places like London and Birmingham yeah. and Manchester. Yeah. I'd be all in favour of that. But, yes, but we, we live, and it's a historic thing, we live in a, society, in, in a country where since independence we have not trust, trusted local politicians to make decisions, partly because local politicians have been prone to influence mm. from, from various quarters. Um, and that's why that power was given to the executive wing of the council, so the civil servants, uh, local civil servants. You so each it. time that you take something from the council... Mm. You, you do weaken, you weaken. that de democratic yeah. element. Yeah, yeah. But there, the argument that you have is that if the councils were to do, David, what you would like them to do, mm. they would need significantly more funding than what they currently receive. They would. On the other point of view, you look at it and I said, what's one of the biggest issues that we have been talking about on a regular basis here? That there's 51 villages in the county that don't have an adequate sewer system. Yeah. And yeah. the council can do nothing about it, but, but yet they write development plans, yes. and then they're sort of told by Dublin you have to change it. And, and actually that is a very nice example of the council having had that power over wastewater and water yeah. for decades mm, yeah. and not investing it. Now they would probably argue that they never got the money to fully yeah. invest in it, but in any event they didn't do much. Some counties did yeah. and other counties didn't. Well, well, if, you, if you take Bradford and Cora Clare, the minister, um, 
Mr. O'Brien for Lord Alfonhausen. He he they 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 allocated fifty million for wastewater over two years ago. He came down to Broadford and he came I don't know he got caught a claim, but definitely he was in Broadford and he promised him within a few months. Now it has gone two and a half years and they, they still don't know. Yeah. So but I, I, I questioned um, um, I questioned uh, uh, Carl Crow on, 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 on our Saturday Chronicle programme and I talked to Ellen O'Callaghan one day about it and he said open Dublin they're, they're, they're um, a cost-benefit analysis that uh, houses would, uh, could cost uh, 50,000 the, the, the amount of houses in a the village they're, they're measuring the, the, the cost against the, the amount of houses that's in the village. Mm. That's, that's what they're doing them over in the in But the is town. that how they're prioritizing? So if you have a much larger town that needs wastewater compared to a small place like Broadford, they'll give it to the larger town. Is that what you're saying? But no, the, the larger towns are being done by uh, Irish Water. This is a, yeah. is, is a pilot scheme that he has brought in, that he has 50 million allocated for. Well, you'd have two villages in Clare done, and around yeah. the country you'd have yeah. two maybe in Limerick and two in Kerry and two in Gaunt. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm, my position on this is simple enough. If you want councils to have authority, you've got to fund them. Luke said that, you've said it as well. Okay. In America, they operate a property, a local tax system and a federal property tax. Mm. Okay. Mm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why not actually consider a property tax to fund extra power to councils. And, and of course we have a property tax. Yeah, but we're not doing it for the purpose I'm, I'm saying. Oh no, we're, well, it does go into the coffers. Um, yeah, but, but you're right, it's, 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 it's not proper local taxation. Yeah. But we have a reluctance, don't we, to tax ourselves. Huh? Um, John, it would probably involve the word a bit of planning, <laughs> not a great ah, no, thing that we're well used <laughs> To do in this the, country. The <laughs> other side of it, Luke, is this. We are the size of Greater Manchester in terms of the population. Yes. Mm. We are a very small country. Um, Greater Manchester has a mayor and a council and they have powers. Yeah. We have a, a centralised government. Yeah. A pro you, you, if we were to have proper local government, I don't think they could be based on the counties. You'd be talking but you can like do, a do regional... Both. Regional, regional regional authorities provincial yeah. might be and that that is often spoken about in the context of integration yeah. with the north of that Ireland. That would be a debate for another it day. It would. So, but listen, but we'll, he's Jerry Flynn is right to bring and yeah. he makes more important points in the in that article. Yeah. So I'd encourage people to have page, a look at it. Page 4 uh, it's page 2 in the is page 4 in the champion and I'm going to move to page 6. Sorry, 2 in the champion that yeah. was uh, Jerry Flynn. Uh, I'm going to move to page 4 in the champion and uh, Former TD James Breen said that urgent intervention is needed at University Hospital Limerick. Now, he's not Einstein coming up with that, uh, <laughs> that one, but uh, the headline is Breen criticises Clare TDs over hospital inaction. Now, Pat. Yeah, James Breen has been having a go at the, at the TDs, and of course we have been discussing this. Uh, this is kind of uh, when Jordan Covid, we, we, we were discussing Shannon Airport and awful lot, but I think we, we are discussing the health, the health issues uh, maybe for the last 12 months, uh, weekly there's, uh, there's record numbers in trolleys in Limerick and they don't seem to be anything, doing anything about it or any solving of it. Yeah, um, I don't think anything will happen until we get closer to an election. 
And if somebody puts their head above the parapet and decides to go as a hospital candidate. Yes. And I am wondering, because it has been sort of mentioned in the past in other places around the country, that a sort of a grouping hospital candidates. Yeah. Now, yeah. I don't know, would it make a difference if we had one or two people that were elected as... Well, unless the there was a, un, 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 unless they're a in a position to affect... Like yeah. That. Yeah. 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 What's the purpose of it if you're supporting... Well, listen, John, we're all in agreement. They made a ball to this, right, in 2009. Hmm. No planning, again. Close Nina, close Limerick, close Ennis. Yes. Mm. Open Limerick up with no yeah. extra facilities, no extra staff. So, reduce staff. It was. Yeah. It. I think it was um, a, an experiment. I think the experiment has failed. I think it, the center, the, the idea of centres of excellence, where you get, where you specialise in certain areas, has probably worked, but there isn't the capacity. Isn't that the problem? Mm. There is not the capacity. In, in, these, in these bigger places. Well, Limerick doesn't, the, anyone that's been, you know, you talk about it, we call it, Limerick is known as Beirut. We've been try, <laughs> yeah. trying to avoid having to go to... Yeah, the, unfortunately. You know, it's not, e even I, though those of us who have experienced yeah. the hospital... Well, the treatment you get yeah. when you're there and you get into the system, I don't think many people have a problem with that, but it's the whole process. It's getting get, into it's the getting system. It's getting into it, yeah. you know, but... Uh, yeah, yes. and I would say Pat Breen knows, or James knows what he's talking about. He's an ex-TD. He, 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 he'd know a lot about it. We've, we've spoken to him previously on a number of occasions. John, you've spoken to him uh, as well, you know, at election counts and, and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we've, we've been talking about this for years. We've an excess, what's happening? We've an excess of 400,000 been covered by that hospital. It's the only hospital in the country that, that, that has that population equivalent to, to uh, for, 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 uh, yeah. for the hospital. The hospital well, yeah. covers that amount of people. There was a survey on the paper where all the hospitals in the country were, were divided out and yeah. the amount of people was way down towards what, what, what Limerick has to, has to, has to deal with. Deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Are you looking, by the way, Luke, are you looking at, as well at the uh, age profile, as indicated in the census, well, the well, divide. Well, the age pro that's one that uh, a good lead in, John. That's a but, serious but, one. But it's what we referred to previously as well is, uh, the last new hospital built in the country was Tala, which I think yeah. is over 30 years ago, and the population is, has increased dramatically yeah. since, and we're getting older. Yeah, we, you know, we mm. and the population is, is getting older, and therefore more people will need hospital care. Plus the significant, yeah, indeed, indeed. But also, uh, uh, as, the, as, as the population gets older, the actual uh, taxation receipts by the state falls. Mm. Yes. And that's why I think the state is, and successive governments have been very conscious of saving yeah. for that. Uh, for also, that yeah, for that. Or not saving or kicking the can down yes. the road in relation to PRSI. But anyway. So, uh, before you leave it, Luke, because. Go on, John. The average age of the traveller population was 27 in the census. Now, Germany is in difficulty mm. with regard to uh, a, a labour force, mm. correct? Yes, it's not producing enough children yeah. that would ensure... China uh, is in difficulty. Its population is also... 
they're, they're and Japan. Japan mm. across the world is, is, is one of the most but, challenged. But Japan and, and China are coming to Ireland to find out, have we anything in particular to offer them in terms of how they get more... Are you, are you, are you talking about reintroducing the marquee or something? The marquee? Yeah. Is that, does that explain <laughs> the increase in population? Yeah. Well, the, the article, John, that you're referring to is one in ten. Uh, the headline of which I should refer to, yeah. David, I know you have a bone to pick about this, is page four of the champion, Owen Ryan. One in ten in Clare are not Irish citizens. Yeah. Now, David. Well, Owen Ryan has done a fantastic job uh, in this article. There's a lot. It is about the census results of 2022. Yeah. But unfortunately, as just for the purpose of listeners, um, Owen Ryan does not likely does not write the headline. The headline, as Lucas called it out, is and and if you want to listen to this again, one in ten in Clare are not Irish citizens. But Owen starts his article with non-Irish citizens make yeah. up 10% of Clare's population. So they are, there is a difference. So they are citizens, but they're non-Irish. They weren't born here, yeah. is the point Owen is making. Yeah. So, but the headline says that one in 10 are not citizens at all. Yeah. But um, it, the, the trust of the, this is, um, in Ireland overall, by the way, it's 12%. So Clare is a little bit behind. Hold a, hold a second now, they're on that. One in ten in Clare are not Irish citizens. It is possible with the uh, Ukrainian uh, population incorporated into the mainstream. It is oh, po perhaps now, but this is... T and, well, yes, they were, were they, they here were in 2022? And I presume they were counted. Well, there's um, 976 of them were counted. Yes, 976 were counted. Among the non-Irish citizens at the time of the yeah. census, the largest group, can you, could, could we guess the largest group? The UK, were UK citizens, over 2,000 of them. Polish, yeah. followed by Polish, followed by Ukrainian, Indian. And if you look in the paper, there is a lovely picture of the Clare cricket team, and they are predominantly Indian and probably Pakistani. But anyway, there are 578 Indian born Irish citizens I, here. I, I like the fact that, um, you know, you were talking about non-Irish citizens and all the rest of it. Now we have dual status citizens. Yeah, but I was just going to ask and, you. Yeah, who, and who and those figures have increased uh, from 2,588 in 2016 to 4,572 in 2022. I wonder, is I'm, that a Brexit thing? I wonder, yeah, David. I, I, think, think, I think you're quite correct. Yeah, because yeah. it does go on there. Yeah. Irish US um, accounts for over <clears> 1,000. and. The Irish UK, 896, and, and, and Irish Australian, of course. Yeah. Um, so but it's very interesting, and it goes on to talk about the religious breakdown. As John was saying, the travellers are mentioned. Um, overall, the number of Catholics are in decline. Nationally, 69% stated they were Catholic, compared with 78% 10 years, uh, 10 years before that, not 10 years, um, five years before yeah. that. So, and the Church of Ireland population um, uh, is, I think, stable. Yeah, it the, doesn't the average say that. age of a British uh, citizen living in Ireland is 50. The average age of an Irish-based Ukrainian citizen is 25. The yeah. average Irish household uh, consists of 2.7 people. 
I, I always know when they said two. When they're two, two point seven. But it, but that I think that goes to John's point yeah. because that is a population that is sustaining itself and expanding. Yeah, but the, aver the average age, uh, the overall average age in Ireland is thirty nine. Thirty nine. So we would probably still. It's a freeze of memory. Yeah. Forty. It's um, still a youngish population, isn't it? Well, you see, there's a tendency if you can afford it to retire earlier now in Ireland. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, going back to the Chinese problem, imagine the Chinese want to increase the fertility level of their population. Come to well, Ireland. What would you say out. to the Chinese? Oh, no, no, no. A great bunch of lads. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, what would you say to the Chinese <laughs> about increasing the population? Maybe they should come to live from there, my John. A very, a very good comment. I think that's that well a very good comment. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're running short time uh, in uh, the first half. On page five of the champion, there is a full page ad. Uh, and I, I'm not going to. Uh, insult my own Irish by trying to read all of this but basically there's a picture of a, a lady on a quad bike and this is in relation to new uh, HSA um, uh, yeah. rules coming into being. I can understand the 20 to sound is the 20 to November John so will you just explain. Well, well the, the, he the heading on the full page ad is is the quad quad rocker. Quad rocker. No, gan obair a rist gjo marjaular. So it's a double-edged sword. The this beautiful lady, on a beautiful quad, okay, is making her way. She has her helmet on her. She is. Uh, and high vis in fairness. And high vis jacket. The point is, if she isn't abiding by the suggested rules. Yeah. With regard to riding a a quad, a quad, God knows she could end up under the machine. Yeah, well, we we we. Well, I think we, it's legislation, David. It is, it? and it's we are aware, out. aren't we? Probably personally, we know of yeah. many cases where people have not only had serious injuries but died because yeah. of accidents on quad bikes, and yeah. I think that's why the health safety authority are now forcing people, obliging people yeah. to mm. get training. You have to now get training from, as and from the 20th of this month, you have to sort of... Pat, Pat is, is suggesting, uh, earlier he had been suggesting that a roll bar... Yeah. Uh, What's a roll bar, Pat? Well, it's a bear that uh, goes up around over, over, over head and when, yes. when it turns over, it won't roll it'll, over, it won't turn on top of you. It'll protect you. It'll protect yeah. you from... from yeah. 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 And I think that's what If it, if it rolls over on the side, you'll yeah. be thrown off yeah. it, but you, you, it wouldn't come down on top yeah. of you. And, and wearing a helmet now is compulsory as well. I'm curious now, you'd see a lot of young lads, for, you'd see a lot of old fellas as well on, um, on, on the bikes. Yeah. Um, but you often see young fellas, you know, going at speed on them, and uh, mm. there, you know, you'd, you'd worry a little bit. And if I was their parent, I'd be insisting on uh, on the helmet and to oh, have proper yeah. training. Yeah. We know, of course, that sure, you people get proper training and, and driving license and everything to drive a car, but they still drive the car poorly sometimes. And Do you not need it. Don't need a license. For no. Quad. Is that right? No. I don't think so. No. But you need this training, which is an equivalent. Well, you yeah. see, the quads are sort of you wouldn't be driving a quad on a main road, so yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. So but there was a, an incident down there. Remember, with a, a young fellow from Tipperary, he was out in Australia, 
Yeah. And he was driving a car, and he he got turned over, turned over, and and he got caught up in the in the main fence, and he lost his two legs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what kind of a fence? On a fence, an electric fence, a main fence. All oh, right. right. And he got such a bomb, and, and he couldn't release himself from under the. I mean, there are all those horror stories, and I think yeah. everybody knows them, and that's why I think people might take this seriously. Yeah, exactly. Now, listen, before we finish in part one, just two things I want to get to very quickly. Uh, page 10 on the champion. Radio Cork Abashkin in tune on the double at National Radio Awards, and we Sharon Dolan Darcy, who is a new journalist, will say with the champion, as the article there, that RCB... Uh, scooped two silver awards at, uh, awards at Crail Failed National Community Radio Awards, uh, an event that uh, a few of the people in the room here are very familiar with, John, indeed, as, as well. But indeed, listen. we're in privileged. I am, by the way, I am, I'm going to clarify this. I'm in the privileged company of three members of that team. Oh, well, now the talent is sitting opposite John, us, John. So uh, David and... David and Luke. I don't care what you say, I am saying, because it is a fact. Well, I but you know what I'm annoyed about? What? Seriously annoyed about. I see an article by um, Sharon Dolan, Darcy. Mm. Uh, Radio Corkamashkin in tune on the double at... in tune on the double at National Radio War. They got two silver medals. Yep. For uh, the, their submission. We got two gold medals. Uh, sitting around the table, we're only missing... We're missing... Well, I'd say Mairead Higgins is there, who is the station manager, and she's, she's also the treasurer of, um, of, of Crowell. Of, of the, Crail, Crail. Yeah. Uh, and she probably, she probably got into contact with... Yeah. I, I, I was, I would you, are you a bit upset that there's no action? I Ah, no, John. Listen, self-praise is no praise. But, but I'm not... Uh, but, but, I wasn't... I wasn't but what, what we'll do is we'll we write a strongly worded letter to Dan Dan her, and I'm sure we'll appear. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll get him out here, John, oh, he, to keep, 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 yeah. keep you calm. I, I, I'd, I'd like to acknowledge the, the, the compliment from John and... Uh, we're, we're delighted to see ourselves on page eight. If there's any consolation, John, yeah. to make you feel a little bit better, yeah. page eight of the of the echo, the echo. Um, has the has the East Clare side. Yeah. But yeah. it was a marvelous, genuinely. Yeah. It was a marvelous, mm. marvelous success. Mm. And you know, it was an acknowledgement of the tremendous progress which yeah. the radio has made. I mean, what struck me with all the radio stations involved yeah. was that sense of engagement and the professionalism of all these, the Kirkabashkin people yeah. and all the others, yeah. enormously professional. And that's what we, I think, strive to as well, isn't Indeed. it? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. We wish uh, RCB the very best of, of luck. And well, of course. In the future. And uh, great that they won the award for an Irish programme as well. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Which is great. Now listen, moving on from that, uh, Page 14 in the champion. North Clare Historical Society is a way of the fairies. That's sort of the headline of the week, Pat. So, <laughs> so uh, fairies could be capricious or generous in equal measure depending on their mood. If a human becomes a favourite of the side, he might be granted a gift of music or that of a healer or a seer. There's a nice picture there, a photograph from John Kelly with Michael Houlihan, who's yeah. going to be sharing stories of fairies. Like in, in the past, if, if you were accused, you know, you'd often hear the phrase, ah, he's away with the fairies. <laughs> it wouldn't be a good thing that they would be. It was a charge sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's away with the fairies. And of course, uh, 
the fairies sometimes are um, a, bit, a bit reimagined as, as sort of benevolent, but they were awful creatures altogether. They would take your baby and change it with one of their, but a sickly a, one. There was the other side of the coin. There were good fairies too. They played hurling matches at 12 o'clock around the ring fort in Rathcrown. Ah, uh, you see, the, yeah. you see the, 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 the Rosie, the Rosie yeah. fairies were okay. Yeah. But I'll tell you, you would not want to meet a fairy um, anywhere else in the world. And if you tune into Dailish Anarchy, uh, you can listen to a story about a, a, a fairy uh, a fairy hurling match as well, John. So yeah, that, that, really. That, that, that's, yeah. that's one for you. Just, and, and, and before we go, of course, Kurt Namaniha, which is very much about the fairies oh, and goddesses as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go on, Pat. So Michael Huda. harsh ones around here too. And you yeah. don't want to be falling asleep beside a lake. Michael Huda there, who's, who's, who's of, the, of the North Clare Historical <laughs> Society. Uh, Michael lives in Queen, and, and today he has published six local history books, including The Holy Wells of County Clare, 2015, the, the Sacred Trees of County Clare 2016, and In Search of Dreamtime in County Clare 2018. He has also most recent book, The Irish Fairies, A Short History 2022. So uh, he's, he's, he's um, continuously... Yeah, and, and, there, and there's an exhibition there in Ennis Diamond as well. Yeah, he's, com he's, he's currently completing a survey of Clare's 140 children's burial grounds, the Kyles, which is an interesting one as well. For Clare County Council. So it's on an assignment in the courthouse on Monday, 6th of November at 8.15. So it should be interesting for anyone. You, David, you did a, history. A, a research on the Kyle, didn't you? I didn't, no. Did you not? No. no. We're, John, we're way overboard and I have to finish with a new publication exploring farming. Uh, Paula Carroll, who is uh, well known to us all here in East Clare. That's on Monday as well, Luke. Yeah, page 18 on the farming section in The Champion, and it's uh, page 22 in the uh, Echo. Echo. Well, that's, I think that's a lovely one, um, and they're collecting stories about what's happening with farming at the moment. It's, it's sort of creating an archive for the future and also how they would have done it in the past as well. So I, th yeah, I think uh, it's, it's, it's part, part of Cuevening on Claw. Exactly, yeah. And listen, we, we wish them the very best of luck with it. And yeah. uh, I know they were uh, taking stories in relation to Marts, uh, which yeah. were Six Mile Bridge, Ennis, Kilfenora, Kilrush and Scarf. And the booklet is going to be launched uh, at Monday, uh, Pat, 13th of November. November, between midday and 3 o'clock. In so, global, yeah. So I'd say we'll sort of pay a visit. We might that. Say no, Pat, we're way overboard, so we might have to chop half the first uh, bit there. Uh, <laughs> who's dead or alive this week? <laughs> well, we'll uh, one second, I'm, 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 in wrong, I'm in the wrong page. Yeah. We <laughs> should move on a week, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> No, and we should, no. while you're thinking of that, Pat, we should just mention that in the champion, there are some fabulous pictures oh. in relation to Halloween. Absolutely. There is fantastic yeah. pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, some people really do make a massive effort. Oh, yeah. The, some of the costumes were very impressive. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Pat. Tom Paxson, he was 86 on the 31st of October. So we had the last thing on my mind from Tom Paxson. Tom Paxson, right? We'll be back in probably about 10 seconds. <laughs> It's a lesson too late for the learning Made of sand, made of sand In the wink of an eye my soul is turning In your hand, in your hand Right, we're back. 
and we're straight into part two but before we do we'll go to East Clare I'm going to refer to page 15 in the Clare Echo now Pat um, the parish of Liston Varna Kilshani Doolan and tu, tu, tu Vahara Faith in Challenging Times uh, come back to me a parish mission something that hasn't taken place I'd say uh, certainly around these areas in yeah. a long time and I, I suppose it's happening in November Pat you probably wished it was happening in <laughs> September but uh, tell us about it yeah, come back to me. Uh, parish mission is the is the hidden here on the. They have a quarter page head on the on the echo, and um, Monday the sixth is addiction, Tuesday the seventh healing and forgiveness, Wednesday the eighth coping with adversary, Thursday the ninth um, <coughs> recharging with faith, and Friday the tenth um, faith of our fathers and mothers. So do you think Willie Daly will be going to it? <laughs> I don't, don't really he could know. be talking at it. <laughs> he could be talking at it. He could be he, they yeah, might he get more of a crowd if he got him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's interesting. Look, yeah. so the didn't fire on Brimstone. They're going to be preaching no, anyway, no, like no, the no, before. Exactly. It's yeah. probably the new way of doing it. Do you know? Yeah. yeah, and I suppose that yeah, brings us ads, a, along yeah. the way. We'll say to uh, the East Clare notes. We'll say that Dan has on page thirteen, and Father Dan remembered for his huge commitment to Oldfield Church. Pat, a man you're well familiar with, uh, Canon Dan Spade there, uh, died recently and he, he was buried, I think, on his 89th birthday. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, he's seen that down in, in, in Oldfield. He, he, was a, uh, he, he was over in England in Middlesbrough Dices in the UK and, uh, and then he came back to Innes when he retired and um, he's from Six Mile Bridge, so he, he died recently. Yeah. And um, he's been, he was in Oldfield Church from 2009 up to um, 2020. Yeah. And this so, church, Luke, this, this is a barn church. A barn church, yeah, yeah. And, and that a great work had gone and, uh, on to, to, to restore. Do you remember the, yeah, do you remember the barn church down, it's a lovely one still there, down in Clonlara, is it? Cratlow. Cratlow, was it? David, yeah. did we visit? We didn't go to Cratlow, but we did go to Oatfield. We did go to Oatfield. Yeah. Cratlow, we, we should go to. I had a, a chat that day we, that we went to Oatfield, okay, and enjoyed it immensely. I had a chat with an elderly gentleman outside the gate and I said, I asked him, I tell me, do you remember some years back ye took an action here at this gate and that oak tree that's there? Were we talking about tying yourselves to it and refusing to allow it to be knocked? Because the bishop wanted to actually knock it and make a new entrance in and of course distort the whole... Of course, yeah. You know, the whole, the whole landscape, yeah. Well, but I think it's uh, to, uh, to recognise as they're doing him and all the people at Oldfield who've kept the place going. And people yeah. should go to see it. Go and see go it. Go to yeah. see it. Go and see it. The text room was blown off. Uh, it was off, off the night of the big wind. Night of the big, big wind, wind in January 6th, I hope they've got a good roof on it now. There's a few yeah. more of those coming. <laughs> but I think the, the original, the, the quarry slates uh, have been put back up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Pat, uh, also on page 13 there, Miss Clare to host online fundraiser for autism and cystic fibrosis charities. Yeah, um, uh, Clare, Kira Moroni. Yeah, she's from Elmer Crusher, and um, she's, um, I suppose, she's hosting a fundraiser for uh, autism and cystic fibrosis yeah, charities. Along, along with Miss Monster, Hannah Morrissey from Ballier. Yeah, so um, it's great to see uh, young people uh, raising money for, uh, and I think she, she was uh, diagnosed with autism at 25. 
So she's, uh, we just got the best to look in the, yeah. uh, in the Eclair. And then we have another uh, girl here from Six Mile Bridge as well, uh, Luke. Uh, Jennifer Lafferty, a 22-year-old student from Six Mile Bridge, all comes to Eclair in the Queen of the Land competition in, um, on Friday the 10th of, Sunday the 12th of November in, uh, in the County Arms Hotel and Roar. So uh, she's there as well, representing the county. So we, we, we wish those two yes. nice looking ladies the best of luck in their quest for glory. We, we, we go from looking for glory to a topic that raises its hedge, hedge <laughs> here <laughs> on a number of occasions. Yeah. John, calls to make landowners pay for hedge maintenance. Well, it's a fair call. If a farmer doesn't, or the, the owner of the hedge doesn't look after the hedge, it's a suggestion that... Um, he'd be obliged to pay the council for doing it. True, but doesn't that landowner pay a property tax to the council and other taxes to central government so that you have a point so that the council will cut it for him yeah. or her? Well, but that's what I've been happening, you see, it, isn't it? It, it has. If, you, if, if something happens uh, on, 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 if a tree is out and it's stuck by a lorry and it's on your land, you're responsible for it. So there should be, it should be uh, looking after the hedges. Are you responsible if a branch falls out on the road? Yeah, after your property. Well, no more than if, the, if there's a pothole appears in the road and you get a flat tire as a result. Well, technically you can take, you can try and go to the council to get recourse to. Do you ever, to did you ever happens. meet anybody who successfully made the approach? <laughs> uh, I know one person. I said I was a victim of it myself, but uh, I was too lazy to go do it myself uh, previously. But yeah, it, it's a, like hedge cutting is is a debate that sort of goes depending on the time of the year. It goes from health and safety to sort of we can't cut because it's um, bird life nesting. 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 Can't cut in the summer, yeah, and everything else like that. Yeah. But but there, there, I don't think anyone would argue that this year in particular, yeah, uh, adequate cutting of hedges, hedge rows and that type of maintenance in East Clare was not done to a proper standard. Yeah, I yeah, don't think anyone yeah. would argue with that. No, really. And I know but the council have alluded to it and they're going yeah. to try and do something no, about look, it. Look, a few hundred, I have, I have, a, I have a, a hedge that I cut every year and uh, it's 120 or 30 quid or whatever. He, he charges me to do it and he does a lovely job on it. Now, a few hundred quid would do most farms because most most people haven't a huge amount of you know they haven't uh, the whole country going along the side of the road like yeah. most most people would, three or four hundred euros would, would would cover most farms and they should they should cut them and and and, and my proposal would be that um, they're all getting fair and payments and they're getting substantial fair and payments and if they if they don't cut their hedges in proper way there should be a cushion of fair and payment and then they start Hold a second now, Pat. <laughs> Hold a second. Thirty seconds there. Yeah. Right. We're on I don't need, I don't need five seconds. I cut my hedge one week. My neighbour up the road leaves it growing. Yeah. The other neighbour up the road decides he's going to cut it next month. Mm. So you're going to get a whole, a whole and I know what you're going to say. I know well why don't all the farmers come together and they cut at the same time? And it might be cheaper. Well, that would be an idea, and it's logical. But you know this county and this country. We never do things like that. Yeah, but there's some kind of a, of a grant there, but I don't know if it works chasing up. Yeah. One individual. But of course, if groups of people go together, maybe and do it. Yeah. But what I'd be more concerned even about is um, the, the, uh, the bindweed 
and the Himalayan knotweed. The knotweed I want to make. Uh, you, don't, you, you don't want to go near those. You don't. And this is, this is the time of year. Well, it's just gone now, but they were all in flower. You could see it. And, and I yeah. made an effort to actually document it and record it, but I don't see any signs put up. Mm. And it's being spread. That's interesting now. Yeah. Mm. For yeah. our listeners' sake. But we'll come back. We'll come sake. back. I'd like to come back to that yeah. maybe next week. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. No, the councillors at their last meeting uh, at the Killaloo MD, it was alluded to, and especially on the Broad, Broadford Road uh, in relation to knotweed. Now, listen, we're going to move on from knotweed and we're going to talk about uh, page six on the Echo Scarf Pilgrimage Planner Impacted by War Outbreak. Uh, war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing, is the famous line from Edward Starr's song released in 1970, and that's how Porrick introduces the article that uh, uh, Scarf's James Tracy, who received nat national coverage for a dating tour that was being organised to Ukraine in 2021, but had to be cancelled. Uh, James must be one of the, must probably feel one of the most unluckiest people you can have, because he had... As, as you were saying there, Luke, we, we, we recall other news stories from 2020, what, 2022. He was about to go off on a sort of a matchmaking effort um, or, or in search of love um, for his clients uh, to bring them to the Ukraine. Well, he did. I don't know what he called it, uh, the, the Ukrainian one. Um, but then war broke out and it stopped, and now he wants to do a He wanted to do a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, which he had been doing, I think, for several years yeah, prior right. to COVID. Yeah. Um, and of course, the unfortunate war out there has has scuppered that as well. So um, he might have to pick another part of the country, uh, the world. Um, yeah. Well, well, wherever it is, you hope that there's no war will break out. Yeah. There, well, otherwise he could be. Well, yeah, could be in trouble trying to. Third time looking, maybe. Yeah. Uh, John, you alluded to there, there was a bit of uh, damage caused to the Daniel Lacan monument in Ennis. That's, I think, the lightning rods that yes. were replaced. Yeah. There was damage done to that. Yeah. Now, we're under time pressure here. And the main East Clare topic of the oh, week, yes. apart from uh, the success of the list of Barna, uh, yeah. people that were travelling out about, is covered on page 20. Um, and the page echo. 20 in the echo and it's also page three uh, page three in the champion and, and work, it's, its work commences our on landmark inish culture visitor experience project and now we have spoken john during this program uh, in relation to the issues in north clare in relation to tourism now this is basically uh, eight nine years on from the council actually taking actually buying land at holy island and it seems as if something is actually finally going to happen. So a bit of work is going to start, and I think it's um, uh, Fitzgibbon contractors are the people who have the contract for, I think the initial part of this is going to cost 4 million. But you, uh, 4.29 million obtained yeah. from the Department of Rural Community Development, uh, with an additional 20% match funding committed from Clare County Council. Now, a general debate in relation to this, nobody's going to argue that this isn't, is a bad thing, but there are issues in relation to what is actually going to take place here and what steps are going to be put in place to try and prevent some of the issues that have happened in North Clare in relation to tourist facilities. Now, I don't think we can uh, argue that Holy Island slash Inish Calter is going to get anywhere near the amount of tourists that go to Cliffs of Moher. But... A substantial increase in 
footfall, car traffic, bus traffic will be anticipated for East Clare as a result of this. Yes. So give me your thoughts. Well, you, you, you uh, have reflected very much my own, my own thinking on, on this. Uh, sensitivity required. Now, to say to uh, the council or to the planning, the group, the archaeological group that are advising, to say to them, look, we don't want a Cliffs of Moher scene here. Mm. That doesn't mean that we don't want development. Mm. Mm. Okay, we do. Mm. But we, we require... We want sustainable development, sustainable I think, is the development. phrase, and balanced Absolutely, development, yeah. don't we? I well, mean, and, and, and you have this in other places, insensitive sites, like yeah. think of Skellig Michael, yeah. there's only a certain number of visitors allowed on that over the course of a year to protect the archaeology. Yes. And it would be awful if, if we had busloads being, being then boated out yes. to the island and, and climbing over, you know, not being properly supervised. Yes. Um, but of course we do want people out there and we do want people visiting, but as you said, sustainable, balanced, reasonable development. Yeah, yeah well I, I do know that in relation to the island itself, which is the most important part of all of this, that on, on the initial plans that were, say, were being discussed and debated and everything else like that, there would be a limit on the number of people that could visit the island at any one time at any one over time. a period of a year. Right. But they, well, there was initial research that uh, they were going on similar type projects in similar type countries. For, and it basically said that for uh, the percentage of people that would actually go out onto the island by boat is about 10% of what would actually come to, to, an, to an interpretive centre. Really? In That's surprising, That's the, isn't it? Yeah. Very interesting. But yeah. Like... You would think that they would want to see it in real life rather than on a screen or a display. But, the, but then look at the Skelligs, David. Yeah. You could say, you can go down to Dingle yeah. and there's a fine interpretive centre down there. Yeah. And have you been out to the Skelligs? No, no. Ha have you been to the interpretive centre? I haven't, but I prefer to go out to the Skelligs. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but it, you know, it's a point. I've been to Dingle, but I haven't been out yeah, to the Skelligs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, you know, yeah, and I don't yeah. know because of what I saw on the centre. It, it doesn't might bother be sufficient. Me one way or the yeah, other. yeah, you know, yeah. So there's yeah. A, a, an argument to be made of that. Pat? Yeah, sure. It's just it's marvelous to see um, uh, it been being developed. Uh, yeah, well, in, in it'd, be, it'd be nice, hopefully, for the the upper echelons of the council to start to realise that you know we exist out in East Clare too. Well, and there's the upper echelon himself, and he's <laughs> he's was in a commanding well, position there, um, looking out. I don't know. Has he got a frown on his face, or is he a happy person? I am, of course, referring to the chief executive of the council, Pat Dowling who is photographed there, looking out through the unfortunate plastic windows, I think they're the first thing to come out. Uh, you know, it's a protected structure, they shouldn't be in there. So I hope they do a proper job with the building. The rectory itself is of interest. Yes, I think it's proposed for the barn, which may... Uh, An interpretive centre as well. Yes, but, but also linking the barn research centre to the university in Galway. Mm. Okay, formal linking. Yeah, that's a good so idea. So that students and, and disciplines can pursue, you mm. know, research mm. uh, projects based on the burn mm. and, and aspects of yeah. the burn. Mm. Now, with regard to Holy Island, uh, I, I, I feel that this would give it a status 
uh, over and above the normal type of, it of would, thing yeah, yeah, to yeah, have it yeah. attached to a university to yeah. have a, a research structures yeah, available yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. talking about a prehistoric site as well as a histor early uh, historic site early christian site yeah christian site. i could just refer you to carcon in the Bourne that yeah. is linked with NUIG yeah. and they have people and they that use go there it as, on, a, on a yearly yeah, basis. Yeah, use it. Yeah, and yeah. John, a very good idea. It was the 70s, the last time anyone was digging out in the Holy Island. Yeah. Maybe it could be something that could be looked at again. Yeah. But uh, the only things I will sort of mention to you that are of concern mm. uh, is the extra amount of traffic that's going to be coming through East Clare. What uh, plans are in place for traffic camming in our towns and villages? Mm. And yeah. also, what are they going to do to help link Killaloo and Tungraney and Holy Island together? I said, the one thing they all have in common, Brian Brew. Mm. Mm. And there's a certain amount of that road between Scariff and Mount Shannon, is in a lot of twists and turns and a lot of bins yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it would probably need to be walked on as well. Yes. You know? Yeah. So From buses, uh, safe, safe, safe travelling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, the same, this, the, which is what we started with this evening, uh, today, yeah. that uh, North Clare mm. accident, you know, the yeah. likelihood is yeah. we'll be, we may be seeing a little bit more of that as the volume of traffic yeah. Yeah. Increases, increases, and you know, and, and the bridge, you see the new bridge in Killaloo. Yeah. facilitate yeah. day trippers from Dublin. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> listen, that's about it for this week. Uh, I think we've enough done, enough spoken about. Pat, we have, I'd say, hopefully 10 seconds to play a song. So what, what are we going to finish up with? <laughs> we'll finish up with um, Lulu. She was 75 on Friday, the 3rd of November. And uh, we'll have your vision, 1969. Boom, 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 bang, bang. Boom, boom, bang, bang. I thought you were going to sing Shout, Pat, the two of you were doing a bit of shouting last week. John, S, Pat, and okay. David, many thanks. Uh, Jim, hopefully back in the big chair next week. Uh, so from us, the media show, goodbye and take care. Thanks, Luke. <laughs>